everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to my podcast, the Greg Gardner Podcast. This is my one and only podcast because the title of this podcast is The Five Reasons Why I Won't Do a Podcast. And the very first reason that I'm not going to do a podcast is I just don't have time. I don't have time to do a podcast. I got a lot of things going on. I got family, got work in the tech world, fitness activities, music. I just don't have time. I mean, if you think about people that do podcasts, like Joe Rogan, that's all they ever do. That's all they have time for. They have the luxury of doing this full time all the time, and they have the time. But me, I'm super, super busy. I mean, I got to check email and respond to email, and I got to keep up with social media, and I got to binge watch television shows. So I don't care what anybody says. I simply just don't have the time to do a podcast. So that's reason number one that I'm not doing a podcast. Reason number two is, you know, who the hell am I to do a podcast? I mean, I'm not famous. I haven't done anything outstanding. I have zero name recognition. You know, people that do podcasts are accomplished people. And I'm just a dude. I mean, I was a philosophy major in college, so I really enjoy talking about ideas. But who wants to hear me talk about ideas? I mean, I enjoy talking about technology and sales because I've been in that business for 25 plus years. But who wants to hear my ideas? You can get a, go on another podcast and hear that, right? Uh, I'm a musician. I love talking about music. Uh, but there are people like that. There are a dime a dozen out there that talk about music and podcasts. No one cares about what I think about that. Why would they listen to me? You know, and I enjoy fitness and obstacle course racing and stand-up paddle racing and all kinds of endurance sports. And I like talking about that, but no one's going to listen to that. Uh, current events. I like talking about that, too. I like talking about current events, but there are tons and tons of current event podcasts out there. And even if I wanted to do a podcast, wouldn't I have to pick one of those? And I'm not willing to pick one of those. So that's just another reason that I'm not going to do this podcast. The third, th third reason is I'm really concerned about what other people might think. This is a big one. I mean, what if I made someone angry? What if I said something that offended someone else? What if they disagreed with me? Would they defriend me? Would they write me nasty emails? Would they not like me? What if they called me a name? I mean, seriously, why put yourself and your ideas out there and risk being ridiculed, disagree with, made fun of? I mean, these are real risks. Maybe you could find lots of people that do agree, that would contribute, that are helped by your perspective. But seriously, it's just not worth the, the risk, and I'm not doing it. So the third reason that I'm not doing a podcast is I care too much about what other people think. The fourth reason is that what if it sucks? I mean, I can't do a podcast because it might suck. And I hate sucking at things. You know, I get it. Not being willing to suck at something probably inhibits you from ever trying anything new. But seriously, I have standards. If I can't be good at something very quickly, then I'm just not up for it. And the embarrassment, I mean, everyone would tell everyone else that I sucked at podcasting and people would make fun of me. And I'm just not doing that. Life's too short to suck at something. And the fifth and final reason that I'm not doing a podcast is because even if I did decide to do a podcast, I would need to get the best possible equipment. I would need a better computer. I would need a better microphone. I would need to hire a producer, a director, a writer, and on and on. 
I would need better lighting and I would need to build a podcast studio in my house. Better yet, I would need to rent an office to put the podcast studio in. It'd take me at least six months to manage that whole project. And as I stated in, in reason number one, I just don't have the time. So I'm just not going to do a podcast. However, I appreciate you listening to my one and only podcast. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, let's try that again. This is Greg Gardner and the Greg Gardner Podcast. And I actually am going to do a podcast. But I had a whole different subject that I wanted to go over. But because I was going around in circles trying to get this podcast done, I wanted to highlight some of the mental anguish I was going through to try to get this thing out and some of the reasons that were pushing back on me to actually do this. And so I outlined those in the beginning of this podcast, but I wanted to go over them and go through them because I find that when people want to do something new, when they want to get out of their comfort zone, they often put a lot of things in front of them in their way so that they don't have to do them. Your mind naturally wants to keep you in your comfort zone. Uh, and so what happens is we make up things and make up reasons why we don't want to do things. And so I want to go over each of these that I talked about earlier and tell you kind of how I thought through it and what finally made me do this and get it out there. So I've been thinking about doing a podcast for years and um, these reasons have been pushing against this effort for those years and finally I've broken through. And the first one of them that I outlined was, I don't have time. I don't have time to do a podcast. And I, I jokingly used uh, Joe Rogan as an example of someone that only has time because that's all he ever does is podcast, which is totally untrue. Joe Rogan does hundreds of different things other than podcasts. He, he's a commentator for mixed martial arts. He has comedy specials. He does all kinds of different things. He runs businesses. So he's created time to do the podcast because it's important to him. So when you say that you don't have time, what you're really saying is that this activity that you're thinking of does not yield enough value for you to do it instead of other things that you're doing. If you really take inventory of what you do during your waking hours, which is what I did, you'll find a great deal of fluff. And I found a bunch of needlessly overchecking emails and texts, you know, spending time on social media, binge watching, everything on Netflix or what have you. Nothing wrong with any of that stuff, but if you want to carve out some time for something you really want to do, you got to look at all those things. And let's face it, if you really want to do it and it's valuable to you, you will carve out the time to do it. And so that was the first thing that I thought of. I just don't have time to do this right now. It turned out that it wasn't true because there were some things I could move away from and I can move towards this. So that was my first myth, if you will, to get over. The second one was, who the hell am I to do a podcast? I'm sure everybody that does a podcast asks themselves this. You know, what about me makes me special enough to put my ideas out there? And you think, oh, well, just famous people do podcasts, and some of them do, or people that have achieved some great thing. But most People that podcast are just people that want to talk about a, a subject with a unique perspective on it. I've listened to podcasts on fitness, on history, politics, music, and the people that do these 
podcast probably asked themselves the same question. And they finally broke through and said, said, you know, I don't care. I have a unique perspective on this. I want to share it. I'm going to do it anyway. For me, the answer was this. I enjoy talking about ideas. I enjoy talking about technology and sales. I enjoy talking about music. I'm a musician. I, t- I enjoy talking about obstacle course racing, fitness, stand-up paddling, all kinds of endurance sports. I like talking about those things. I like talking about current events, and I even like talking about the things you're not supposed to talk about, which are politics and religion. But I enjoy having those conversations. I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't have those conversations. And then I was thinking, okay, well, I have to pick one of those things, don't I? And I got really wrapped around the axle on that. The truth is we don't. I don't have to choose which one I want to talk about. It's my podcast, so I can talk about any of them any of them that I want to. And my vision for the podcast is that I'll have other people on and I'll have guests on and I'll talk about uh, different things that these guests are involved in. And so, uh, you know, you can get really stuck on this idea that you have to have achieved something. You have to be credentialed or some, something like that to do a podcast and you just don't. The other thing I was thinking too, is I listen to a lot of podcasts and some of the guests that they have on these podcasts, I'm thinking to myself, I have friends that are much more interesting than this. And I really do. When I look over my social media and my, the cast of characters that, that I, you know, relate to on a daily basis, there are people that, in that group of people that are much more interesting than some of the podcasts that I've heard, even with famous people that are doing them. So I think having guests on, if they say yes, I think we're going to have a good time with you know, interviewing people and talking to them about what they're doing and some of the interesting things that they're doing. The next reason that I was getting resistance on moving forward with this podcast was deep down somewhere, I was worried about what people would think. And this is a big one. It's amazing how many people won't do something because of what other people might think. And I'm not talking about bad stuff. Of course, you don't want others to think poorly of you because you do something terrible and stupid. But I've seen people paralyzed just because they worry about what others might think of them. And to some extent, I was doing this too. I mean, I was thinking, what if I say something that makes someone angry? Because I really do value the friendship of others, and I don't want to create division. I'm not that type of a person. But what if they disagree, and what if they defriend me? And what if they write me nasty emails, and they don't like me anymore, and they call me a name? These are all real possibilities because if I put myself out there and my ideas, then people may not like them and may not, uh, uh, may not appreciate these ideas. So, so coming out and, and speaking your truth does create that risk. You put yourself out there, you put yourself out there and you risk being ridiculed, disagreed with, made fun of, etc. But you can also find a lot of people that agree You could find people that disagree respectfully. You could find people that have great conversations with that contribute, that are helped by your perspective. Uh, Or through a guest, someone might be helped by their perspective. Uh, In addition, I also have the luxury of being on the other side of the proverbial hill. I'm 55, so the gravity of caring about what other people think is not that heavy anymore. It's valuable sometimes to think through that, but it's certainly not a factor anymore in terms of whether or not I do something or not. So what if people do disagree with something? Well, I'd hope they do. What kind of podcast is worth the bits and bytes it's recorded on if no one disagrees with it? 
And this brings up a really important point, one I mentioned earlier. It's one that I want to center my podcast around, and that's our inability to have conversations with people we disagree with. Every day, especially on social media, sometimes on TV, I see people that are unable to have a coherent conversation because they disagree on something. And a lot of this revolves around our current political polarization. Uh, For instance, when people post something political online, 99% of the time, at least in my feed, uh, these posts aren't designed to change anyone's mind. They're designed to marginalize and tear down those that disagree. Um, But I shouldn't be surprised at that because no one really is teaching people how to have these conversations. Kids aren't learning them in school. Uh, And it seems that colleges are failing us big time on this subject. In fact, they're not even allowing certain viewpoints on campus. So, you know, I don't think any of you disagree that we have a collective problem here. So I'd like to do more than just point out that problem. So my next podcast I would like to share with you what I've learned about this and how I'm approaching this issue myself. But now back to the, uh, the fourth reason that I didn't want to do this podcast, and that is, what if it sucked? Well, the truth is it might. These very words that you're hearing right now, this very podcast that you're hearing right now, might suck. But you know what? I sucked at the piano when I started, and I sucked at selling technology when I started. And I sucked at stand-up paddling when I started, and I sucked at obstacle course racing when I started. So many people won't start something new because they don't want to suck at it. They won't let their ego take a back seat and allow themselves just to suck at something. And I got to tell you, there is something very liberating about letting your ego just go and surrendering to your sucky humanity. I remember when I started stand-up paddle racing, Uh, I went down to Oceanside for a race and I'd only been paddle rate, stand up paddle racing for a couple months. I'd done a couple of flat water races, never the ocean. And I remember going to Oceanside that day and pulling in and the surf was strong. There were people out there watching, uh, and it looked big and strong. I got out there and fell off a couple of times during warm up, So I was, I was pretty scared, but they, this was a beach start race, and the way that works is you you pick up your paddleboard, you run into the surf, you jump on your paddleboard, you go over the waves, and then you get off to start racing. So they started us off. I ran into the surf. I jumped on the board, and I immediately got pummeled by a giant wave. I somehow managed to retrieve my board and was almost back up when the second wave of the set knocked my board into my head. Again and again, I was getting really tired. And there was a lifeguard on a jet ski asking me if I was okay. And there was a crowd on the beach, so I wanted to look as good as I could. So when he asked if I needed help, I said no. And I tried to get up one more time, and bam, another monster wave knocked me off. And this time I was tired, and I was swallowing water. So I finally swallowed my pride, and smartly so. I swallowed my ego and about a gallon of salt water, and I waved my paddle. The lifeguard came and he picked me up on his jet ski and he brought me in. I never got out of that surf. I never made it into the race. I was dragged in by a lifeguard in front of all those spectators on the beach. My immediate thought was to go straight to my car and haul ass and get out of there and limit the exposure to my very bruised ego. But I realized that failure was a part of this journey. So. I sucked it up and I stayed and I watched the finishers and I congratulated the winners 
And most people came up and gave me encouraging words because they got it. They sucked at it once before, too. You know, I'm still not great at getting through heavy surf on a stand-up paddleboard, but I can do it now. But that was a lesson in the risk you have to take to get good at something is that you have to suck at it first. And it's good to suck at something. In fact, if you currently don't suck at something, then you're, prob you're probably not growing. Being willing to step into something that you don't do well, that you suck at, takes a great deal of courage. And I have so many people that walk up to me after one of my band gigs or during one of my band gigs and say, hey, I wish I would have continued my piano lessons or I wish I would have continued playing the piano. I'm like, how old are you? And they're like, I'm, I'm 35. Well, you got about 50 more years on the planet. I imagine you could make some progress in that time. But I think people want to be competent at something immediately. And that's just not how it works. I started playing bass when I was 47 years old. And I took that thing everywhere I went, on road trips, on the plane, when I traveled for business. I got through the uncomfortableness of not understanding it, developing different motor skills in my hands. And as I got better, I got an opportunity to play at my church. Eight years later, I played the bass every Sunday at my church. I'm not the best place, bass player in the world by any means, but I love it and I'm competent and I'm, I contribute to the team musically. As an additional benefit to that, learning a different instrument made me fall in love with music all over again in a different way. But I was willing to suck at it first, just like stand-up paddling, just like bass, just like obstacle course racing. I'm willing to suck at podcasting. And I know if I stick to it, I will get better at it. So the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, is, and this is a one that I'm really good at, and that's overthinking. And if you remember when I first started, uh, I started talking about how I needed to get the best computer and the best microphone and a writer and a producer and all these different things. And so your mind will throw all these things in front of you that make some kind of sense. But when it comes right down to it to do a podcast, you just need a piece of recording equipment. That is it. And you got to digitize that and put it out there. So uh, I think overthinking is sometimes just procrastination in disguise. If there's something you really want to do and you have reservations about doing it, your mind will create contingencies. You know, you might, you might need new equipment or a place or a writer or something like that. Another way that overthinking rears its head is you feel that you have to visualize clearly and correctly the final outcome of your decision, how this thing is going to look a year from now or six months from now or two years from now. The truth is you don't know how it will work out, but there's one great truth that I've recognized over time, and that is this. Nothing that I've ever wholeheartedly done has ever been wasted. Even if the initial intention didn't work out the way I had planned, it all ended up somewhere useful. So you have to be willing not to know. The distance between two points is a straight line, and the distance between you and what you want to do is also a straight line, but we often create the diversions, the twists, and the turns. So the fifth reason I shouldn't do this podcast is that I will overthink the crap out of it and never ever get it done. So what's the one thing that all these things have in common? It's fear. Fear that your time will be wasted. Fear that you're not properly credentialed and that you don't deserve to speak your truth. Fear that you won't get approval or that you will get disapproval. Fear that you will suck at it 
and fear that if you take that final step, that all these fears are real possibilities. These are all reasons that I shouldn't do this podcast, but I'm doing it anyway. In fact, I just did my first episode. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, the Greg Gardner Podcast. Thank you.